Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. How to make $5 million per year with $0 on ad spend while making a positive impact on the world. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie, CEO of Dream Design Labs, here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where we believe marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need to do, all you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in today. I am super excited to have Robbie Eddie, CEO of Spectrum AC, with me today. Robbie, welcome and thank you for being here. Hey, what's up, man? I'm glad to be here. Dude, so pumped. Robbie, uh, dude, you have you have an amazing story. I'm so excited to get this story uh out to the world. I've been through it and it's it's changed my life already and it's and I just got done and I'm on fire. So Real quick background, I got connected with Robbie through amazing, a uh, couple of amazing guys, Andres and Andrew, uh, great Christian men, con- uh, just had just had this connection with Robbie and filled me in that he was just this on-fire Christian contractor, and I was like, dude, we need to have him on the podcast, this is amazing, and then I meet Robbie, and he's like, boom, boom, just dropping scripture on me, blowing in my mind, and then he, he tells me about his book, I go read his book. I I listened to it on Audible and dude, I gotta say that I I spent uh, I go I'm pretty quick on Audibles. It's it's a little hack life hack of mine. I always listen I listen to Audibles every day for two hours a day. So that's how I get through them pretty quickly. And so I was listening to it. It was like a week of a week to get through the book for me. And dude, it was like pro- the it was I gotta say probably the best week of like dude the last like five years super good super powerful so on that note uh that's i just want to let you guys people listening in tuning in right now robbie eddie has an amazing story uh pretty much what we're going to do today is just let robbie kind of talk about that i want to hear uh him kind of give the story in a nutshell we don't have eight hours today so Robbie will give the compressed version of that, um, and then we'll uh, take it from there. You know, freestyle, real casual. Uh, we're just chilling. We're here on the Christian Contractor Podcast. Uh, God is amongst us. When two or more are gathered, he promised that he would be here, so he's here now. And I just pray that uh, that he's here in our midst and that he blesses what's what we're doing here on this podcast, that he uses us as tools to get his message out to people that need to hear it right now. And I just pray that you anoint us and give us the wisdom and the words right now uh, here on this Christian Contractor podcast. And on that note, amen. Father in heaven, Robbie, I'll let you take it from here. Give us, dude, give us the, give us the juice. Give us the details. I just got through the book. Oh, so powerful. I'll, I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know if you've ever had to give that story in like a 20 minute, minute version before. How, like, do you have that generally? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> dude, perfect. All right, guys, so I'll let you take the stage. Hit it. 
Uh, I'm going to say a little prayer. God, please let my words be yours. Speak through me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, basically, man, I uh, I was born and raised in Florida. Um, you know, I was raised by a um, career military, airborne ranger, Golden Gov boxer dad. My mom's um, just a Southern Belle sweet lady. And um, I played I played, uh, I played played football and I wrestled in high school and all that. So I didn't really have any problems in my life until, you know, I had a 75% scholarship to a Division II school for football. And my parents couldn't afford the rest of it. I started, <clears throat> I picked up alcohol this time. You know, in school, I, I was always, uh, you know, focused on sports because I was an athlete. So it kind of kept me out of trouble. I realized back then I always had this real addictive personality. And I had a lot of stuff going inside me that I didn't realize then I felt less than I was in SLD classes, not because, you know, I was labeled slow learning and it was bad back then that they shouldn't teach you like that. I just learned differently. It's funny now being a contractor and I'm actually, you know, very smart, but they labeled me that. So I always thought that myself wasn't. So that also caused a lot of trouble in my life because I started thriving off negative attention in, 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 in high school right away, getting in fights with people, like kind of being like, I, I almost like developed this character just so I could fit in to mm-hmm. be popular. And it wasn't even really me because I was raised by really great parents, mm-hmm. which is another prime example of when the enemy comes in your life. You know, it doesn't really matter how you're raised. Like I was raised by great parents. So it's not anything that they didn't do. They did wrong. You know, it's just, that's what happens. We're in a spiritual warfare and, um, and, and, and um, it's, it's affecting people's life. And at that time, if you would have told me that I would have no clue. I went to church with my mom and dad, but it was, Catholic, so it was nothing but religion, and uh, we know how that where, where that goes, man. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good spot. So I picked up alcohol at 18 years old. By 19 year 19 years old, I was already court ordered to Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, for the right away, I, I um I always like to say um whenever I put any mood or mind altering substance in my body, you know, larceny pumps in my veins, I break the law. Mm-hmm. I just turn into a completely different person, man. Yeah. And, from the age of 18 and 19, I got like 10 arrests, a couple of DUIs. I mean, the consequences mm-hmm. happened to me very, very, very fast, man. And basically till I was 29 years old, my life from 19, you know, till 29, imagine what I can do in one year, try 10 years, a decade. And um, it got pretty bad, man. You know, I, I drank and I drug hard. I committed a lot of felonies. I became an IV drug user. I overdosed on drugs and alcohol like 10, 12 times, you know, um, in and out of the county jail, went to prison, like crazy stuff just went down very, very fast in this 10 years. Um, most of the time when I even, when I even think about, uh, the person and the things I used to do, you know, it like, uh, feels like a dream, you know, but, um, I look now back, what was happening is I had a huge calling on my life and, it was the enemy the whole time, keeping that veil over my eyes and keeping me from that calling, the calling that I had today in my life. Now I know why all that. He was trying to destroy me from way back then. But, you know, as we know, man, he lost at Calvary. You know, he, he, he lost. So, and all that came out later. So basically by the time I was 29 years old, you know, I was off the chain. And I, um, I found myself March 25th, 2011. I've been sober since then. I didn't have Jesus yet, but I believed in God. Um, but you know what? The cool part about that is, is Jesus believed in me then. He was there the whole time. He's always been there. That's how amazing he truly is, is that he was there the whole time. I didn't even believe in him yet, and he still had me. Mm-hmm. He was carrying me. Mm-hmm. So at 29 years old, because you know what? God doesn't love you for who you are. 
he loves you for who you're going to be. Mm. Now that's pretty powerful, you know? Dang. So at 29 years old, you know, I hit a bottom, I was incarcerated and, you know, I, I hit a bottom and I, and I hit my knees and I asked God for help. And, um, he helped me immediately. And it was a lot of years going in and out of hospitals, institutions, drug. I, I woke up, I've been hit with Narcan. I overdosed. I came out of my body. If you read my book, I was hit with defibrillators. I've seen it. I mean, I, I went through some crazy, crazy stuff, man, from drinking and drugs, you know, that the enemy had that stronghold on me. And, um, you know, so 29 years old, I hit that bottom and I get sober, I get out and I get into a 12 step program. I worked the 12 steps. My life completely changes, um, you know, through drinking and drugging. I literally, uh, lost my driver's license for the rest of my life, you know, from so many DUIs. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, I've been doing air conditioning since I was 17 years old, you know? And, um, so like I knew air conditioning, thank God, but like, imagine being, imagine being, you know, 29 or 30 years old and, um, knowing air conditioning, your driver's license is gone forever, you know? And, and, um, you know, I, I, I got sober and I hit my knees and I asked God for help and you know what he did? He helped me, man. And, um, and, and now looking back, I realized the relationship he had planned for me. It was perfect. That's why there's a lot of people who are, um, I, I call myself a unicorn. I'll tell you why. <laughs> a lot of people in, in the church don't believe in AA or 12 step programs. And a lot of people in 12 step programs don't believe in church mm. when, when a hundred percent, the 12 steps are divine intervention. They are from Jesus. They are from God. The whole 12 step books are from the Bible, you know? Mm. So like, it was it was made for for people who are suffering from alcohol or drug addiction. That's why you see a lot of pastors, you see a lot of people. They can't get sober, stay sober. Yeah, Jesus died for our sins, but you know, Apostle Paul says, "I die in my flesh daily." Mm. Like it's an action thing. You can't just yep. ask God to take this thing away from you, expect it to be gone. It takes action. It takes daily action to do all the things. It takes discipline. You know, and the and the root word of disciple is discipline. Mm. So yes. Years go by, man. I'm 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 going to meetings I'm, and I'm helping people and sowing seeds in people's lives and didn't even really and really didn't know it yet that um Jesus had big plans for me, you know. And I'm helping guys get sober. Um, you know, and uh, when I was two years sober, I ended up getting um a really bad phone call, and um it was from my lawyer and he says, "Listen, man, I got some bad news. You've been indicted by the FBI." And um, you know, like I said, when I was out there, I was ripping and running. And I got around some bad people and did bad things, man. I'm, I'm two years sober. I got God. I'm living my life right. I'm not breaking the law. I don't have Jesus yet, but I do have Jesus because he's there with me. I just didn't even realize it yet. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, and I'm indicted by the FBI. Well, I ended up having to, I was facing 25 years in prison at two years sober and um, no driver's license. And, and you know what, man, I was, I was staying focused, going to meetings and helping people going to detoxes and I would take, I would take Ubers or cabs everywhere, you know, yep. um, just to reach out and help people. And, um, you know, I ended up was facing 25 years in federal prison. I ended up getting, I ended, I ended up getting blessed, which was, a, which was, a, was, was divine intervention. It was a miracle from God. Mm -hmm. Instead of 25 years, the state prosecutor said, our federal prosecutor said, you know, we'll give them 10 years and that's lenient due to his extensive criminal history. Mm -hmm. And then the judge ended up sentencing me to five years under everybody. I mean, anybody, I don't know if anyone on here really knows about 
court cases and judges and federal judges, but hey, you know, that does not happen. That was a miracle. Yeah, yeah go for it. No, you you're know? good. That... Yeah, that, that, that was a miracle from God. So, so after that miracle from God took place there, I go to turn myself into prison. And you know what? I told myself that I was going in there mentally and physically and spiritually in good shape, but I was going to come out better. And my parents walked me into the penitentiary. It was a penitentiary, guns, gang, you know, gangs. It was bad, man. It was gun towers, gangs. It was just, it was, it was scary, especially going in there as a different person, you know? Mm, yeah. And um, I went in there and I started helping guys. Mm. And I remember my, uh, my buddy said, Robbie, you're not being, you're not being sentenced to prison, but you're being called. Mm. God needs you in there to help some people and you're going to come right out. Now, you got to remember, I'm sentenced. So when he told me that, it was very encouraging. But to hear that I'm going in and coming out after I'm sentenced, I'm like, you know, that's not happening. So uh, sure enough, I was helping men in there. I was the one I was supposed to do. And when I was about a year in or eight to nine months to a year in, I ended up getting a letter from the judge. And the judge had literally taken my time from five years and cut it down to three years. Another note. I didn't pray for it. I didn't ask for it. Like, it just happened. Like, I looked back, and it was God's blessing. Yeah, everything he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. And the guy, yeah, he was blessing me. And then as my, and my faith is, like, my faith is growing because, like, you, you don't go to federal prison and, like, just get your time cut. Like, that's impossible. Only, only, only supernaturally higher power, which is God, which is Jesus, can make something like that happen. It's impossible. Man. And then all of a sudden, the guy who tells me this is my, um, he's my, uh, my caseworker. He's sitting there. His face is white as a ghost as we read this thing from the judge together. And he's like, like I've never seen this in thirty something years. Like this is, I've never seen this. And he was just like, so meanwhile, my faith is building and building and building, you know. Yeah. And I'm seeing these things happen supernaturally. And then the guy goes and he goes, and you wouldn't even believe what else, Robbie. But I got another piece of paper here that says. Uh, you get the drug program that takes off another year. So, you know, I did two years on a 25 year sentence I was facing. So if you can imagine where my faith went with God and all that, and I was on fire, you know, I get out of prison and I made the point like, Hey man, I'm going to hit the ground, not running, but I'm going to hit the ground sprinting. Mm. So Whoa. I got out of prison and I jumped right back to helping others and, and, and doing all that, man. And, and I'm, to make a very long, story short i start spectrum ac at about three months out of prison i got out of prison may 1st 2014 i wasn't supposed to get out till 2018 i'm out 2014 may 1st yeah i start spectrum air conditioning three months out of prison and um, i had a qualifier to mm -hmm. qualify my company right and, um i had no driver's license and i had one van and um it was an old beat up van and i would i would i would work in it and I would, I would mentor men that would drive me, and I would teach them air conditioning at the same time. Help a lot of them get sober or just so seed into their life, you know? Mm, so good. And, um, you know, before you know it, man, it went to, like, another truck on the road. And then, and then, and then you know, all of a sudden, like, God just blessed me. I, um, I ended up getting my driver's license back after six years of sobriety, and I got Spectrum AC for, like, four years. I got my driver's license back, which was a miracle I actually had a letter from the DMV that says your driver's license has been revoked for the remainder of your life. And, and I got, I got my driver's license, another divine supernaturally like, dude, he comes in, boom. 
get my driver's license. And then the Holy Spirit, I realized this was the Holy Spirit now, and I still don't have Jesus yet, but I'm about to. fixing to get there to you. But the Holy Spirit was telling me, take this contractor's test. Of course, my mind's like, oh, the, the enemy's telling me, oh, you're SLD. Like, oh, you can't take a test. Like, oh, you got – but I didn't listen to you that. Anytime I got those, I've always been the type of person, when I get that, that oppression against me, I know who it is. I push forward always. And that's taken me very far in my spiritual walk because I know who's trying to stop that. The enemy's trying to stop me. So I went and I, I every day would grab a um, – I would Google. I would go on and say, Siri, help me find the closest library. And I did that every day for one year, and I would study for an hour every day for my for my mechanical contractor's license, the highest one you can possibly get. I passed the test, which is a miracle. I actually prayed to God, and I passed it. It's a very very hard test. Like it's it, it's it's like a it's harder than the, the the bar exam. It's hard. So I passed the test. The miracle happens. Right after I passed. The yeah, test, I remember you saying like the statistics on that are crazy. Like 25%. Yeah. And so I passed that test. Then everyone goes, Robbie, that's great that you got that test. Here's the enemy again. But you have 45 arrests. You're three time convicted felon. You're not getting a contractor's license. They'll never give you one. So I went in front of the DBPR, which is the department that's like the, the, the whole um, Department of Business and Professional Revenue. I'm reading the license on my wall right now. So um, I went in front of them <laughs> yeah, and nice. I told them my testimony, and they gave me the license. So, you know, another miracle. And I look now. Dude, God right there showing up. Oh, God, God showing up. And everyone all the time is always telling me to write a book. And I was like, yeah. I've, I've been told like 20 times all during all this time because everything I've been through in my life, traveling the world, being in a, I was in a $30 million indictment. You can imagine if I was indicted by the FBL for $30 million, which you can Google all this stuff and you'll see it. You can imagine the kind of lifestyle and the places and people I was around. Obviously, it was insane most people would never even believe it if it wasn't public record and you could just look it up you know i've been on the show evil twins i've been on the show american greed like it was it was nuts so sure enough i, I after all that all that happens man i um i pass the test and everyone's like you take your license i get my license and everyone's like you need to write a book man you need to write a book i realized now that i was told that a lot of times and i just let it go through my ear and out the other side the reason i didn't yet i found out is because i wasn't born again yet and Jesus had bigger plans for me because when I became born again and I, be, and I got salvation and I got Jesus, my life really took off times a million. And God wanted me to put that in the book because that's what it's all about. So sure enough, I story wasn't over yet. It wasn't over yet. It was just beginning. So I'm eight years sober. I got three trucks on the road. My life is good. I'm married. My wife, um, I think I'm pregnant with my son. So things are, I'm just blessings them after blessings, all right? But it was nothing of what I had in store, what God had in store for me when I when I got salvation. And, I, and my wife, if you used to talk about Jesus in front of me, we might have gotten to a physical altercation. Like, that's how bad a veil was over my eyes. I was, like, gone. You know, I did not believe any of that. I believed in God, but I did not believe in Jesus. Mm. And and sure enough, he was just working on me. Mm. And my, my wife was going to church. She started again. She believed in Jesus, but she had a lot of um, Catholicism behind her, which you should see where she's at now with a ministry. And like once I took lead, things took off. So my wife one day, every morning I would pray to God. I was always praying to God then. And and I would do meditation, like just pray in the morning. And even back always, you know, through my whole sobriety, I've always done that. And one day I picked up a book that said Jesus Calling 
my, my, my wife had it, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. So I started reading that every day and, like, being open-minded, you know, and trying to trick myself. Like, oh, I don't know if I believe in Jesus, mm. but maybe that's God speaking to me, you know? And then sure enough, one day, my, uh. wife was like, my wife was like, why don't you go to church with me? So I go to church with my wife, and um, as I'm in the church, I see people in there walking around looking crazy, gold chains, pass in the basket everywhere. I'm like, man, uh, this is not for me. That's all these people care about is money. And um, so I told myself I wasn't coming back. And I, and I left there, and I was walking outside the parking lot, and a voice came to me and said, don't miss the beauty of the forest because of some of the ugliness of its trees. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I go, man, I'm going to come back. So I came back oh, the very so next good. weekend. And the very next weekend, the preacher was there, and he was preaching and on, on, the, on the tithe. He was preaching about the tithe. And at first, I'm listening to him, and I'm like, this guy's crazy. He's talking about giving oh, no. of your income. You You're crazy. <laughs> so then I'm shutting down again, but I stopped, and I realized it was the Holy Spirit. I stopped, and I listened. Now, then when this guy was sharing about his tithing, he started crying, and it got my attention. He says, if you don't tithe, it doesn't mean that you're not Christian. It just means that you have no idea what you're missing, the blessings that God has for you, not only financially, but the relationship that you'll have with God. And that, hey, in the Bible it says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, the protection. There's so much. And I'm listening to this guy. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. And I picked up the piece of paper. I grabbed some cash out of my pocket. And I call it tipping God. I call it tipping him. I wasn't tithing yet. I was giving, I was tipping God. Mm. I grabbed some money, uh, turn the envelope over. Yeah. I shove it in the envelope. And on the back of the envelope was Malachi 310. It said, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. Right? It was telling me that I would I would get so many blessings I would have no room for any more. And it took it said, Test me. Man, and I did. And when I tell you mm. that from that day, <laughs> I started tithing and, and as soon as I got done tithing that money in there, well tipping God. They asked if, if anybody wanted to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I accepted them that day, right then, and started tithing that day. And when I tell you that tithing Amen. is a very, very, very powerful, powerful thing. And I have a lot of passion with it because I started tithing, and there was, there was fights. It was, it, was, it was a war against me. I would watch my tithe get higher and higher, and you would think that my mind was like, wow, that means you're making more money. But the enemy like, Oh my God, that's a car payment. Or oh my, you know what I'm saying? And, and I kept fighting, I kept pushing, I kept staying obedient mm -hmm. because I believe in God's word. I don't believe in, well, I believe in the New Testament, dude. Listen, I believe in the Bible. God's word has always been His word. I'm not going to pick and choose what I'm going to take out of the Bible. If so, then I, I might as well go to the Ten Commandments that are yeah. Old Testament and say, Hey, thou shalt not kill. Does that one count? It's like, listen, the Bible is the Bible, man. Old Testament, <laughs> New Testament. You know, so I follow that, yep. and I immediately started reading the Bible the very next day. Yep. I woke up in the morning that morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I started reading the Bible like Jesus used to do. He used to go away and, and pray to his father. I started doing that. I started praying over my, my wife and kids that they mm. were sleeping. Yep. My life started changing. I'm tithing. And, and um, long story short, you know, those three trucks, I got 21 trucks now, man. You know, and I put 21 trucks on it. I've been in business three, uh, seven years. So imagine from tithing with three trucks on a row, wow. four years, four, five, six, seven, and three years, I put like 18 trucks on a row, man. That's crazy. God did. From tithing. Dude. 
you know? And yeah. then so wow. literally, so, oh, and then when I, when I started time, I got above the time, I started learning how to offer and I turned my company into a ministry. So like I literally, I pull guys out of prison, you know, I give them jobs mm. and I build yeah. them up. I build them up, man. Dude. And um, obviously I tie 10% of my income and I go way above that, man. You know, when God can trust you with a little bit, then, then he will trust you with a lot. You know, I wrote on my goal sheet last year, and it says in the Bible to write it on the tablets so that it will come to be, so that it may tarry. I write that stuff down. I, I read the Word of God every single day. You know, I wrote, I wrote down last year that I wanted to make $5 million a company. And you know what? We hit over. We hit, we hit $5.2 million. I just talked to my accountant yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And that is God. That is oh. Jesus. Nothing to do with me. I was, I, oh. Last year, I did $2 million, $2.5 million. I, it doubled. And that's from tithing and sowing seeds. Double. The truth of the matter is, if a farmer takes one seed and he puts it in the ground, then one little, one little plant's going to come up. But if a farmer takes handfuls of seeds and throws them everywhere, a harvest is going to come up. You know? And the truth is, your heart, your money is where yeah. your heart is, man. Your money is where your heart is. When you give God your money, that all you're doing is that. give him your heart. That's all you're doing. You're saying, God, I trust you. Because if you trust God, then you yeah. trust him with everything. You can't say, well, God, I trust you in everything in my life. But you know what? When it comes to money, I, I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I got this. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going to happen. Me. So not only did Titan build my relationship with my wife, my family, my business. It is my business. It became my ministry. There's no secret. I've never, I've never advertised mm. nothing. I learned the financial principles of the Bible, tithing, sowing seeds, writing vows. I wrote, I write vows to God like Jacob did in Genesis and laying huge accounts. Mm. And I take the mm. money that I wrote the vow to God to. If I say, God, I land this commercial account. I will take this amount of money, however much it is, and I will sow a seed in whatever ministry you tell me, God, or whatever church. And, and I never even name the ministry or church. I wait for God to tell me. And when I land the job, I'll say, Father, thank you so much. Now, where do you want me to sow this seed, Lord? And by the end of the day, he'll give it to me. I have testimonies after testimonies. In my office, you guys can't see, but I have scriptures wow. everywhere. Behind me is the Lion of Judah. Up, I, up I've, top. It's I've a whole book of Ephesians. I've seen it before it, when it is a different, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere, man. And, and I write vows of God. I have... I write testimony. I have, I have testimonies. I have a a, 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 a a book of remembrance altars. I write down testimonies that whenever I'm having a bad day, I write that. And you know what, man? You know, Jesus left us to do greater things than he did. It says it in the Bible, man. You know? And the Lord has healed. I, I, you know, I was able to heal my mom and dad. Jesus was able to heal my mom and dad at my office, bro. My, my dad had shingles in his eye. My Dude, mom had, yeah. Tell us, give us, fill us in, in the, on that story right there. <laughs> yeah, man. My, you know, this office is anointed. I, I literally broke bread in this office. We, 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 we did communion. I anointed every single door, you know, because through my, I got saved in a mega church and God led me to a smaller full gospel church. And from reading the Bible every morning and putting that living word to my life, I figured out that God left us so much more than just pretty scriptures that make your ears sound good. I mean, it is actually directions on how to live your life, how to be a husband, how to be my wife. My wife and I are equally yoked now. Like she has a woman's ministry. I took off in my, in my, in my uh, Christian life. And then she followed 
and now hers up and, and, and we pray and minister over people, you know, in my office, you know, my, oh, wow. yeah, literally, Amen. you know, my Jesus healed my mom and dad in this room right here last weekend, you know, because they came from Jacksonville. My dad said, son, yeah, give us so, the story, man. Give us the story. Uh, so my dad, so when I got this office, I told you I anointed it and, and all this stuff. It's a ministry, man. Like God moves here. He gives me exact numbers. I was telling you one day, like, I'll drive into a neighborhood to go look at a job and, the, and, and God will be like, bless this person with a brand new AC. And I mean, it's all the time. I, I did it yesterday. I, the right, you're not supposed to let the right hand know what the left hand's doing, but I'm testifying right now. I'm not, I'm not showing off. I do this stuff yeah. all week long. I wake Amen. up in the morning Amen. and I say, God, please put someone in my life that I can bless. Help me move in the kingdom financially, Lord. Help me to be your hands and feet. Where do you need me? You know, because if you're a business owner and you're a Christian, you know, you're a king. You're a king, man. And, and it's our job to build the kingdom, man. It can't build itself. Churches can't build themselves. The homeless people can't be filled. It's, it's our job, and God works through us with the body of Christ. So, you know, my office ended up uh, – a lot of people have always said they've been going here. One of the guys that worked for me, God brought my life. I bought his company. Um, he's a pastor, and um, he's been an AC contractor for a year. He came to work for me now, and he's my full-time estimator. Well, he, uh, he's also a pastor. Like, God puts all these people around me. My office manager, she's born again. My manager, he's born again. Like, God, iron sharpens iron. God puts all these people around, man, that I'm able to build up and that build me up. And all the men that work for me, we pray with each other. Like, we, I ask God in the morning. In the morning, I wake up every morning. I call in the profitable work from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Father, bring in the, the talented AC technicians and employees. Bring in the parts the equipment, the material to do all the jobs, Father. Bring the favor, the favor of God and man, Lord. Bring it from the north to south, east and west. You know what? He does every day. I haven't, you know how much equipment shortage? Everyone, everyone so has good. equipment shortages, right? Because this is a kingdom company and it's God's mm -hmm. company, I'm just stewarding it. I haven't had one shortage. We always get the last thing because it's God's company. You understand? God knows what I'm going to do with the money. He knows I'm going to move when he tells me to move. He knows I'm not going to be like the, the guys in the, in the Bible where Jesus gave them the, ta the tablets and the one guy goes and shoves the one over the way and the other guys invest. You know, that's, that's what it's about, man. So uh, that guy I bought the company from, he would, he would, he would get checks from me when, before I bought the company from him, I was slowly like getting jobs from him. He'd be like, Oh, you know, give me 300 bucks and say I did a few jobs. He would come get a check from me, you know, after a few weeks. Well, he was going to send one of his guys one time to get the checks. And he said, the, he said, the Lord said, no, you don't send your guy. You go get it. I'm going to heal your back. So, so um, Kevin came here, the guy that's worse for me now, and um, he was supposed to get back surgery. He came to my office, and his back was healed. He never had to get back surgery. So fast forward to my mom and dad. My mom and dad are, were Catholic. They had a lot of religion. But they slowly have changed that because of watching me. I've been able to lead by example. You know, like, like, like every morning I wake up, I put on the full armor of God. I don't talk about it. I don't say sometimes I'm going to admit, man, I wake up and I'm disciplined. I die in my flesh daily. Yeah. I put on the full armor of God, helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. The truth is Jesus died for our sins, was buried, and rose three days later. I wear the shoes of peace. That's the gospel. Everywhere I'm walking is the gospel. My feet are ministering to people. I don't even have to talk. Because I'm living this life. I pick up a shield of faith. I block the fiery arrows of the devil and his lies and his minions. And I pick up the word of God, 
which is the sword. And I pray in the and I pray in the spirit of every occasion. Mm -hmm. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, man. I got yes. the gift of tongues and I do that stuff. So sure enough, my my dad says to come. My dad says to uh, my dad says I haven't seen him because of COVID. They're scared. All of a sudden, my dad goes, "We're coming down this weekend." My dad, we're at my house. He says, "Son, something's telling me to go to your office." Man, I'm like, what? And my dad's getting teary eyed. You gotta remember something, man. My dad's career airborne military, airborne ranger, man, gold glove, gold glove boxer. Dude, he don't cry. He's sitting here and he's like, something's telling me to go to your office. I said, that's something that's telling you, Dad, is the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's what's telling you. So I said, yeah, we're going to go there tomorrow. Yes. So yes. we went to my office and as we're driving there, I have my mom who has suffered from anxiety for 20-something years and my dad who has shingles in his eyes and all this bad stuff happened. We know who this is from. This is from Satan, the devil. And my dad's about to lose his eye. All these bad things are happening. And the closer we get to my office, I'm starting to get very emotional. I don't even know why. I'm like getting this emotion inside. Now I know why, because Jesus is literally about to heal my mom and dad through me. So as we get to the office, I'm even more emotional. We walk in the office. As soon as my dad walks in my office, he falls over to the counter and he starts to uncontrollably cry like crazy, bawling. I'm trying not to bawl because I know that I'm fixing to lay hands on my mom and dad, which is weird. I'm 40 years old. Like I never, you know what I'm saying? I'm just obeying God. God is telling me to do this. Jesus is telling me to do this. I'm just yeah. following directions, you know? But I'm like a little bit scared, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, oh my God, yep. I kind of hope I can do it. You know, but I, but it, ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's Jesus. I just got to follow the directions. Yep. When he tells me, mm -hmm. go bless this person, Robbie. I bless him. There's been times he gave me exact numbers. Give her $2,400. I go up to the lady. I'm like, here's a check. She goes, oh, my God, that's exactly two months of rent. That's exactly what I need. How did you know that? That's because Jesus knew that. The Holy Spirit knew that, and he told me. And that's how I move in the kingdom, and that's why there's $5 million company. That's why there's 20 trucks on the road because it's God's company. It's Jesus' company. It's not my company. I just steward it. Yes. I'm blessed to steward it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. So sure enough, man, Dude, my dad walks in, he's crying wow. more and more. He's crying. He gets closer to my office. Later on, I find out, he said the closer he got to my office, the stronger the presence of God he felt. So he walks in my office. I put on a song because the Holy Spirit goes, put on Holy Spirit from Jesus Culture. Dude, I never even heard the song. I put it on. I heard the song the very next day. It made me cry my eyes out. Like it was so, it was exactly said God's presence, Holy mm. Spirit. It was like the perfect song. I was like, whoa. So I put this song on. I started hearing it, and immediately it got quiet. And I, I work on an office where there's a street. There's cars driving by. It got completely silent, and the whole room atmosphere started to change. I knew something was about to happen. I told my wife before we walked to my office, I go, babe, something is big is about to happen. It's me, my wife, my mom and my dad, and my kids in my office. I go, something big is about to happen. Get ready. My, remember, my wife is spirit-filled. So she, we, we lay hands on people like crazy stuff. So we walk in the office. Mm. I grab my dad. I sit him down. And just like Jesus asked Barnabas, what do you need healing for? That's what I asked my dad. What do you need healing for? He asked Barnabas that. What do you need healing for? He said, mm. my eye. My dad said, my eye. So I laid my hands on my dad's eye. He was sitting in this chair right here, this chair I'm sitting on. And I said, put my hand on his eye. And I said, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And all we're doing right now is standing on your word, God. Jesus, we're standing on your word. And your word says that we could do greater things than you did, Lord. 
and you heal the sick, you cast the demons, you raise, a, you raise Lazarus from the dead, and I'm asking you that you heal my dad in the name of Jesus Christ. Please. I plead the blood of Jesus. And my dad is bawling his eyes out crying. And I knew something was going down because it was like something took over me. It wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit, you know? My dad gets up crying. I grab my mom. I sit her here, and I get on the ground right here on one knee. And my mom's sitting here. And I grab my mom by the shoulder, and I said, Mom, look me in the eyes and repeat after me. This, this is how you know Jesus took over because I, I was able to say these things. It wasn't me. Mm. I said, it was okay. She's crying. She's like, I said, so good. I call out the spirit of anger, and I call out the spirit of, 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 um, of anxiety. She goes, I call out the spirit of anger, I call out the spirit of anxiety, and I cast, into, I, cast, I cast into the pits of hell, never to return. She's like, I cast into the pits of hell, never return. Mm. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave out of my mother now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of anxiety, spirit of fear, leave now. And I, and, I, and I filled my mom with the Holy Spirit. My mom starts convulsing, shaking, and crying. She's being filled with the Holy Ghost, okay? And then I, and I blessed her with the opposite. I said, Mom, yes. I bless you with, with peace, with love, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a, a peace that surpasses all understanding. When the enemy's attacking you, Mom, with negative thoughts, God's going to put positive thoughts for you. It's gone, Mom. And the Holy Spirit said, look her in the eye and tell her Jesus forgives her. Now, I knew nothing about nothing. I grabbed my mom. I looked mm -hmm. her in the eye, and I said, Mom, Jesus forgives you. She goes, what? What do you mean? And she starts crying, bro, her eyes out, bawling. So obviously there was something mm -hmm. I don't even know in my mom's life that she was forgiven for right then and there. Right. And, and, and my dad, too. Yep. And yep. I see my mom and dad's faces, like their eyes. Like they weren't staring at me. It was something. My mom's eyes were deep, deep in me and big. And after everything was done, my mom says, Robbie, it wasn't your eyes. It was Jesus. We seen different eyes. I know it was my son, but it was completely different. I said, yeah, it was. It wasn't me. It was Jesus. Because I can't heal you. Only Jesus can. That's all him. So we get up and we hug and we're crying. It was the most... So my faith, you remember, I get pulled out of prison. I've been tithing so and see. Like, I know God's real. But then when something goes down like that, yeah. man, it's even 10 times more. You know, so God and Jesus build my faith. And I'll share something with you. Before I walked in that door, Jesus, Holy Spirit told me, I'm going to heal your mom and dad, and I'm going to build their faith. And that's exactly what he did. And the, ne and the very next day, my mom and dad went back to Jacksonville. They called me. I got a text message. I think I sent you a text message, um, a screenshot of my mom's text message. I don't know if I sent it to you or not. But my mom said, we just left the doctor's office that they went to weekly. Oh. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and my mom says, my mom says, thank you, Jesus, for healing us. My dad's eye is like ninety percent better. He doesn't need the eye drops. The doctor was like shocked. And my mom says, my anxiety's gone, son. I haven't had any anxiety. Twenty years, my mom had anxiety. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Mm, Yahweh. Dude. Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And, uh, Amen, brother. Oh, so, so powerful. You know, so powerful, man. Yeah, man. So the truth is, there's nothing special about me, man. I'm a, I'm a Peter, bro. When everybody was in that boat, all the disciples were sitting there. Peter stepped out the boat. I'm just stepping out the boat, man. And that's why Spectrum is super successful is because yep. of God. It's Jesus. And I listen to him. And I don't do all this because a lot of people are doing this. They do a lot of that, a lot of talking, but their, their feet aren't matching mm -hmm. their mouth. And the truth is, you said something before this, your heart. God knows your heart. If your heart is pure, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. you never, 
as long as your heart's pure and you, and you repent when you make mistakes and you follow God, the sky's the limit. So Jesus gave me an unfair advantage to life. And that's why I wrote that book called The Unfair Advantage. And you know what? I'm going to write on my goal sheet $10 million. Yep, yep. And I'm going to do $10 million this Woo. year because it's Jesus. I know he is. I know he is. I asked God the Already. other morning. I said, Father, yeah. I, I was, as a matter of fact, I was just, I was going through my goals right here. Hold on. I have a goal sheet of everything I write. Let it, man. Of. Let's hear it. I like this, it. This is a goal sheet. We're, I was we're freestyling now. I love it. Look, Spectrum, Spectrum, Spectrum Air Conditioning, $10 million company. Book to become a movie. My book's about to become a movie. Down. The lady just told me. The lady told me last night that the screenwriting is done, and she's going to start sending it to investors to be a movie. Make as many people like me as possible at Spectrum. That's happened. Bless somebody big like a house. I was mm. able to bless somebody in another country where they were able to, mm. where they were able to get a house. Um, bring meetings into my shop wow. at least one times a week, Amazing. motivating and encourage people. Done that. Put in all God's all God's principles and financial principles. Into the into the spectrum and the people that work there done that. I put sell my house for one point my house. I didn't do that. Um, build my dream house. Haven't done that yet. Um, you know, I, I have all these goals. It's book, on to there. Make, book to make book to make millions of dollars to move in the kingdom financially to have financial freedom with God. You know, spectrum to have eighty trucks on the take road. Take territory. That's right. Take ter- Take territory. One hundred percent. Um, Spectrum to be a kingdom company yep. with multiple locations, like all that's coming, man. Bless, bless, bless John. He's a guy that works for me. I, I, I want to bless him for the rest of his life. You know, um, mm-hmm. all this stuff has come yep. true. Parts department. I to have a parts department in my shop. I have that. Get trained. Load. Now, I, when I wrote these things, I didn't have any of that. That was last year. Like it says to write them on the tablets so that they may come. Like you know, what I'm saying I wrote it down. Um, stop. Uh, another buy another house get a get a property invest in real estate and stocks like I just wrote all this stuff down goals buy a building and get dirt in my um uh, I have an altar over here with blessings buy dirt here's the dirt man oh this is the nice. dirt from a building that I oh. put right there in my altar and I prayed over it because I believe God's gonna give me that building I know He is you see because I move in His kingdom that's good that's good I move in His kingdom man. I have an altar there with vows and, and blessings, stacks of blessings that that I've changed people. Well, God and Jesus has changed people's lives, you know, through me. And um, and the truth is, man, that's dude, so good. That's kingdom principles, man. You know, and uh, when like I said, when God can trust you a little bit, He'll trust you a lot, and He knows your heart, man. So I just like to encourage people, you know, that all the it's not me, man. It's Jesus, and I believe that, man. That He is having that state. Yep. Getting in God's word, the enemy is going to constantly attack you, especially the more you become. Put on that full armor of God. We're in a spiritual warfare. Mm, yes. You know, tithing also says I'll rebuke yep. the devourer for my 100%. sake. And he does that, man. I don't get. Um, I got that favor of God. I call it fog, because because of Jesus. We pray over contracts. We land them. <laughs> I had a huge. I don't know. If a lot of you guys probably knew this huge building went down to Miami. It crashed to the ground. That was my job. I was on that job. And you want to know something? Every single contractor that was working there was getting sued. The news people were on. It was Miami. It was all over the news. You probably just heard about it. It was in Miami. That was my job. I was contracting on that. Well, all these people get phone calls. 
from ambulance chasers, from whatever. You know how many phone calls I got and how many people sued me? That'd be zero. That's because I'm a tyrant. That's crazy. God says he'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. God's. Amen. Amen. Dude, so good. So powerful. So good. Uh, Dude. uh, Wow. Wow. Uh, for people, for people listening in, what, what, one thing that I have noticed in this whole world of like telling stories, people really resonate with the struggles, you know? So like when you talk about the tough times that you went through, you know, you know, uh, drinking and drugging and feeling stuck and like going through all those tough times, there's people out there that resonate with that right now, like today, you know? And your message to them is like, dude, put your faith in God, put your faith in Jesus, put your, do walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk, put your, make your heart pure, put it, have it be in the right place and put kingdom first and boom, your business is, and tithe because your heart is where your treasure is, which I remember you said that. And I really like that. And it says, cause, and, and it, it like directly translates to me for very practically to like people that pay, pay attention. So that's like, that's like in the business world. And then, you know, in the kingdom is your heart is where your treasure is. It's like the same concept. So that if you're tithing, your, your heart is in the right place. And by your heart being in the right place, all things, all the fruit is gonna uh, be sprouting from that heart, which is gonna be bearing ripe, sweet, delicious, juicy fruit because your heart is in the right place. Those roots are in the right place, right? That's right. Um, so, so dude, that's so amazing. So for, for con- Christian contractors listening in right now, um, like that, this might be like, it's convicting me. I know I'm being, I'm feeling convicted. Like, okay, Brandon, you know, keeping myself accountable. Are you tithing? You know, how are you tithing? Or how's your heart? Like, uh, are you putting the kingdom first? Are you making sure to identify that when these negative thoughts come in your head that, that you know it's the enemy. Like, what are you doing those things? Like, those principles are in the Bible, and the way to live life and even run your business is in the Bible. Like, you could, there's an, it's like an instruction manual, like, from Ikea. You know, it's like, just follow these steps, and you're going to have your personal life and your business life, like, flourishing. Um, so that's, that's, like, foundational. So... For those of you that are listening, like if you feel convicted, like look, you know, review your heart and look at are are you doing these things? How could you be sowing greater seeds into your into the kingdom? And uh, you know, super amazing for everyone listening. Um, and I uh, I just want to encourage anyone that's that's feeling that like they're that they're stuck right now that. Um, they're being that they're going through a tough time in their life. They they feel like the enemy just keeps all these negative thoughts in your life, and and roadblocks keep getting in your way. Just uh, just I pray that God would enter your heart and would soften your heart and would uh, just give you the guidance to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And that listening to Robbie is giving you encouragement that it's possible. Anything is possible, Robbie has been uh, what's the number of times that you've like that you've gone to prison well i've been in prison a couple of times i've been arrested been to jail like 40 40 45 times something like that man 
40, 45 times, dude. Robbie has been through it all. If it, you know, he's a he's a walking testimony mm-hmm. that you can do it if you're feeling stuck. Like, get your heart in the right place. People will see your heart, and you know, people are gonna do business with you differently. And like, look at Robbie. He didn't get sued when that building went crashing down, yeah. but everyone else did. And you know, God has His protection over him. But you know, <laughs> protection. It's God's protection in natural intervention. But on top of that, I also believe that by God being in our hearts that we act differently and that by result yeah. results in different things happening to us, right? Like actually practically. Um, so I just want to like, so I just want to ask all of that is like super amazing, super amazing stuff. Like check your heart, get your heart in the right place. Like I hope that uh, check out Robbie's book, check it out. It will light you up on fire. It'll get your heart back on the right track. Like, Go kingdom first, all in, and I promise you, God's going to show up for you. Expect it. Expect those divine appointments. Um, and so on top of that, um, but so is there, do you have any, do you, like, if you could take all of that and sum it up in, in like, one practical, like, f- statement, how would you phrase that? Like, yes, definitely, like, 100%. Like God, God's got it. Don't even, it's, it's not going to be you. It's going to be Jesus working through you. But like that results in you acting in a different way. And like, how, how do you, what has changed in you specifically how and how you do business that seems to have helped you in the long run? Well, I'll tell you, honestly, I can sum that up with a verse. Seek the kingdom of God first and all his righteousness and everything else will be added on to you. I mean, I just literally seek God first in everything. From the minute I wake up, to every contract I do, to every service call, to everything. I seek the kingdom of God first. And all his righteousness, everything first. And then everything else has been added on to me. And that's how it goes with everything. No matter what. That's really... The key, the unfair advantage, man. That's the unfair advantage right there. Dude, so good. So good. Amazing. Uh, wow. Let me uh, – that – yeah, you guys got to definitely you check out the unfair advantage. Uh, you can get it in several different places. Um, but before we jump into that, are there – before we jump into because I really want to help people get a hold of your book um, – are there any last words of wisdom that you'd like to share? No, man, just um, literally, like I said about the discipline, man. Discipline yourself. The enemy is always trying to make us be selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, prideful, fearful, angry, greedy, gluttony, sloth, and envy. Those are the things we wake up every morning. And Apostle Paul said, I die of my flesh daily. We all wake up with that. It's just that when you, when you wake up, you're either going to choose to pick up your phone or you're going to go choose to pick up your Bible and take that time with God and seek you the kingdom of God first. They don't take long. And then everything changes completely from there because all day long it's a spiritual warfare. It's, it's God's trying to win your soul all day long. Well, so is Satan. When you put on that full armor of God, when you get God's word, when you live that way, you're, you're unstoppable, man. Yeah, you have bad days and stuff like that, but there's nothing. It's Cadillac problems. That's the thing. Seek God first in everything. From the minute you wake up, discipline yourself. Of course it's going to be hard. 
Of course, your mind's going to want to hit the clock and sleep in. Of course, because the devil wants you to be rushed. He wants you to be moving fast in fear. You know, God, but Jesus said his, his yoke is easy to bear. Anything that has that, whenever I have a negative thought, I know that's not from God or Jesus. Only positive, sweet, easy, comforting. And when you seek God first and all his righteousness, that means the word of God, go to the word. Capture the thoughts. When something negative comes to your mind, immediately capture that thought. Don't bring it to the world. Bring it to the word. Take away that L, the word. Dude, that is, that's hugely practical. I, I actually find myself checking my phone super early in the morning. I'm 100%. I, I have my Bible in the dining room, and I am going to be moving that right onto my bedside, and I'm going to be reporting in on how that's been changing my life. So, dude, so powerful. All right. Well, uh, dude, the unfair advantage, everyone's got to check it out. It's changed my life. I am on fire and I'm so excited. I've been getting, I've been expecting Jesus and God to show up and they, and he has, and I'm just, I'm so blessed that Robbie, you know, God, God put you in my life, obviously for a reason. So, uh, dude, where can people check out the unfair advantage? Oh, you can get, un- you can get the unfair advantage on, uh, Amazon. It's, it's, uh, I think it's on, yeah, it's on Apple. It's on Amazon. Um, it's under audio, regular books. And it's called the unfair advantage. And my picture's right on the front, right around the front of it. So it's pretty powerful, man. It's, 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 it, it, God wrote it, man. It's, it's a testimony. I didn't write it for money. I take all the money in the books and I buy more books and I bring them into prisons and I give them out because the, the Bible says, that we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I put my foot on his neck and on the head and not the tail. And I'll be on top and never on bottom when I do that. Woo, dude, so, so good, you guys. Check it out, Amazon.com, The Unfair Advantage. On the book, it says John Robert Eddy on the cover there. You'll see it. You'll see uh, Robbie's photo. Check it out. I downloaded it on Audible. Uh, you can also get it, a physical cut physical version of it definitely check it out highly recommended uh for me it 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 took me only one week to get through the entire book on audible and it's completely transformed my life like i said i've been this is it's it was probably the best week of the last five or ten years of my life so that's saying a lot guys and i'm not kidding uh dude thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. And if you are a Christian contractor who wants to scale from $50,000 a month to a million dollars per month in a way that positively impacts the world around you, head to contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash join the challenge. Register free for a program that normally goes for $9,800. Well, you'll, you'll learn the step-by-step process that we use to leverage your momentum that you've worked so hard for and scale using advertising. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. And I guarantee you'll get a ton of value from it. Uh, remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools. Till next time. Stay blessed. Peace. Robbie, thank you for joining in. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, 
but the world around you.